Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Happy Election Day and welcome to World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, and it's great to be with you today uh, on uh, the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, as well as the American Forces Network. Got a big day today, uh, Champions League Day today. Of course, we're going to look back at all of the matches over last weekend in the Premier League. A couple of big stories brewing, though, out there. Ryan Giggs getting arrested for domestic violence apparently and it's alleged alleged and i say that in a sort of smiley way unless of course you're ryan giggs living girlfriend that he beat up his living live-in girlfriend he has been removed as manager of wales for the next three matches let's talk about that in the champions league ajax devastated 11 to 13 positive covid cases how is that going to affect the ajax team and the uefa rules as well uh legendary great Diego Maradona hospitalized for depression and we're going to look at the Premier League table and look at some of the big upcoming matches and I'm going to ask this question how good could Tottenham Hotspur be this season those are the topics on the table we're going to have a great show today love to hear from you you can find me on Twitter that's at Nick Gieber N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R that's at Nick Gieber and I know today lots of people are uh, very have been very anxious about the elections of course the anxiousness now should be put aside because uh, the people will speak and whatever the result is it will be let's talk football let's get away from politics because that is the beauty of sport isn't it i'm with you each and every week night now here's how it works 6 p.m on the sports byline broadcast network then midnight pacific time on Sports Overnight America. You can hear the show in its entirety. Uh, hope you'll make me a regular part of your week as we talk uh, the beautiful game. There are a number of places you can listen to uh, football talk, but none quite as opinionated as mine. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a quick break, and I'll be right back to kick it off here on World Soccer Radio. Uh, once again, find me on Twitter. That's at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. All right, I'll be right back after this. All right, uh, welcome back to World Soccer Radio here on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Gieber. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I really love about this show is getting to interact with my listeners. Um, it's, really, uh, it's really a lot of fun. And I have to give a particular shout-out to uh, Ray Orozco, who has sent me over the number of days uh, some sort of train-of-thought missives coming from deep within his soul about the best ways to consume, as in watch, uh, the Bundesliga and uh, also uh, the Mexican League now, um, <laughs> and the Spanish League. Now, uh, needless to say, both these, meth both these methods that Ray is going to recommend involve uh, some, sort of, uh, um, some sort of beverage or food. 
Now, uh, and also uh, some sort of romance with your partner. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm going to just read this uh, bri briefly here. Now, he, he says here, um, may I make a suggestion and how of how to consume the German, Bundes German Bundesliga? It may take a couple of days of preparation. I'd recommend going to your liquor store and buying a variety of different styles and brands of German beer like Oktoberfest, Pilsner, Kolsch, and my personal favorite, Hefeweizen. And for, and for you that have lady folks, go and buy some citrus-flavored juices so you can cut the German beer and have some Rattler or some banana juice, pear juice to mix your Hefeweizen. I'd recommend preparing the night before a German-inspired uh, meat and cheese tray, meats like German hard salami, summer sausage, uh, Braunschweig, uh, liverwurst, uh, Schwartmagen, otherwise known as head cheese. People have problem with digesting dairy. Hey, no problem. Listen, Ray's got it all down. I really appreciate it. He also has uh, a another tip for watching the Spanish and Mexican leagues, and uh, particularly the Spanish league. He recommends a whole menu of uh, Spanish food. This is for El Clasico, of course. He's recommending. Um, what do you eat and drink while watching it? Spanish food, some of the best food in the world. This is what he says. He lived in Barcelona. Talks about how everyone was a chef and a cook. Aged Tempranillo from Rioja. They have excellent white wines. You can try vermouth. <laughs> I love this. This is fabulous. If you want to know uh, how to do it, uh, how to watch the, uh, the El Clasico, uh, you can do that. Of course, he recommends a little gazpacho for the main course, paello, roasted pig, rabo to toro. And for dessert, you can have chocolate. And to um, top it all off, he says, if your partner doesn't particularly like soccer, you can spend time in the kitchen together preparing for the game, listening to Spanish music. And guys, when you're in the kitchen with your significant other, may I recommend some Julio Iglesias. His suave voice may make the kitchen moment even steamier and hotter between you and your partner. All right, enough of this. But listen, I want to thank Ray for sending this to me. It's great stuff. I uh, really appreciate it. Love to hear from you also out there. You can uh, find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber. Um, Ryan Giggs, the former Manchester United legend and uh, current manager of Wales, uh, was arrested yesterday for apparently beating up his wife and um, causing her some, uh, some damage and is uh, off to jail. I think he's been released now. But Wales have now announced that uh, Mr. Giggs will no longer be in charge of the next three international matches that take place um, for them, and his assistant manager will be in charge. Look, this is really serious stuff. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't overstate the ridiculousness, the poor form of beating up uh, your spouse, your significant other, your partner. Uh, you know, physical violence sh should never be... A part of a uh, of any relationship, and um, if this is the case, and I uh, you know, I, I suspect there's good reason that they arrested uh, Ryan Giggs. Uh, I wonder if this could be sort of the death spiral of Ryan Giggs' career, particularly in this Me Too era. Now, certainly a Manchester United great and considered probably one of the uh, one of the greatest players of his era, uh, but still. Uh, beating up your spouse, significant other, is absolutely inexcusable. 
and I think he's going to have a very hard time bouncing back from this. I wonder just how far Wales are going to go to support him. I can't imagine that they're going to stand behind him if these allegations uh, prove to be true. And it's just a further problem for Manchester United and their legend. And look, for those of you that know me, you know I'm no fan of Manchester United, obviously. Uh, but I try to look at things as objectively as possible. And the time that's passed since the Alex Ferguson era now becomes further and further away, memories lapse, the greats that were, you know, the Roy Keynes and the Ryan Giggs and the David Beckhams, um, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's and uh, the Eric Cantona's, they just fade into memory and this modern incarnation of Manchester United takes over. It doesn't help that you've got legends like Roy Keane uh, talking about how bad this team is. Uh, I thought Roy actually, who I'm not a fan of particularly, had a very honest and frank assessment of Manchester United over the weekend that I actually agreed with. And um, of note is that, Ryan, is that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer actually said he listens to Roy Keane's punditry and does take it to heart. Uh, I'm not sure he takes it personally, but he does try to take constructive criticism out, the, out of it, although I'm not sure how constructive Roy's criticism is. Um, you know, with Roy Keane and, and, and Ryan Giggs, obviously now in, in this sort of moment of shame, the team in turmoil, a massive match coming up right now. Uh, oh, well, not right now, over the weekend when they'll be uh, facing uh, Everton, uh, and that is at Goodison Park. That match is on Saturday. Probably the biggest match of the weekend outside of uh, the match at uh, the Etihad between Manchester City and Liverpool. A match, I, I don't think I can understate the importance of this match for Manchester United. I want to get into it a little bit in the next segment because I think what's going on at Manchester United is concerning if you're a United supporter, not surprising if you're not, or if you're an observer of the game over the last uh, few decades, um, but I think for fans of the game in America who have now been following the game long enough, the glory days of Man United are in the past, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that after the break. All right. Uh, this show is presented to you by betonline.ag, and with the NFL season in full swing, you might not be at the game this year, but you can definitely still be in on the action at BetOnline. Uh, look, I love to bet on BetOnline because I, I do like to make a little punt or two on the Premier League. I don't bet big money, folks. I mean, we're talking five or six bucks or something like that. I'm, I'm not a massive sports better. It is fun to have a little something riding on the game. And they've got everything from game spreads to totals to team to player to coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well. That never closes. So head over uh, to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. And sign up today, BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. And uh, I like to think that we're a bit expert here in global football. That's why we would love to hear from you. Again, Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You know what I'd love to hear from you? Let's talk a little bit about Ryan Giggs. Let's talk a little bit about Manchester United. If you are a United supporter, what do you think 
the next 10 years holds out for your club? Do you see United winning another Premier League title in 10 years? How do you think they're keeping up with the big spenders like Liverpool and Manchester City? To a degree, Tottenham Hotspur these days, certainly Chelsea. And you've got some other money teams like Everton, West Ham United coming up that are not afraid to splash the cash. We talk about the problems at the ownership level. Have those problems come home to roost? I would love to hear from you. Let's do a little analysis about Manchester United, and I will try my best uh, to get Phil Brown uh, from Beyond the Pitch on the show this week, and we can talk about the problems at Old Trafford. And Old Trafford, of course, like most grounds these days, devoid of any fans. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back on World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back. Nick Giever here with you on World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick's Sports and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. By the way, if you miss any part of this show, don't worry, because as soon as the show's over, you can catch it in its entirety at our podcast network. Look, this is a terrific place, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Lots of great content. If you like soccer, they've got some really cool stuff on there lots of other soccer pundits lots of other soccer shows for you to enjoy as well as uh, sports in general politics lifestyles they got it all at believe.com check them out please well we spoke in the last segment about ryan Giggs. spoke a little bit about manchester united i said i wanted to pick it up on the other side of the break and i think this is the other side of the break so there's a good time to do it look united's results uh have been uh, disappointing to say the least uh, they have two wins on the season. They were early on. They beat Newcastle, thumped them. They thumped Newcastle um, 4-1, and they did beat uh, Brighton away 3-2. And by the way, the uh, Newcastle victory was at St. James's Park, just in, in, in case you're wondering. So the two victories they have on the season came away from home. They were both sort of goal-scoring extravagandas. But, you know, since then, it's been, it's been really bad. And let's not forget they had that humiliation at Old Trafford where they were beaten 6-1 by Tottenham Hotspur. United's problems not, are not just defensive, where they've let in 13 goals on the season, but they're also offensive. They've only scored nine goals in six games, which for a Manchester United team is pretty shocking. And, of course, the next game they have coming up is at Goodison Park against Everton, who are these days flying high. Are you surprised? Well, I mean, they've got a world-class manager. Uh, currently, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is on an absolute blinder. He's leading the Premier League with eight goals. And if you look at the leaderboard, whether it's goals, whether it's assists, whether it's passing, whether it's clean sheets, there's not a single Manchester United player appearing in any of the top tens. That is unlike even the worst Man United seasons, where there's almost always something 
exciting. There's always almost almost always something you can hang your hat on uh, in even the worst of the Man United seasons. But not this year. This year, this team is in free fall, despite the impressive signing of a very talented Bruno Fernandes. I, I really thought that was terrific signing for United. This team is not playing. Where is the problem? Is the problem the players, the system, the manager, the ownership? And, and you have to ask yourself, if for some reason they lose this weekend's match against Everton, is that the end of Ryan uh, Ryan Giggs? <laughs> it's only got a soldier. Ryan Giggs we were talking about earlier, of course. Um, I'm of two minds about this one. Who would take over? I mean, I'm thinking probably someone like Maurizio Pochettino would have to be, you know, right there up on the list, right? And if you're going to make a change... Do you make a change seven games in, eight games in, or do you make a change when you're, you know, 20 games into a 38-game season? How critical is it for Manchester United to finish top four, make Champions League football? I would hazard a guess and say it's unbelievably important. And given that they finished in third place last season which was a shocker for those of us that watched them uh, struggle early on, they put together a very impressive end of the season. I mean, they did not lose a game. Their last, uh, what, 15 games of the season, they went unbeaten. That is an impressive result. And yet this season... Uh, we talked about this yesterday. It's a sort of weird COVID season. Uh, the opposite. They have two wins on the season. They're struggling, and they're in 15th place at the table. Uh, and that, now, look, two wins is bad in, in six games. They've only played six matches. But, you know, you have to compare that to some of the other teams that are really flying high. And it's not just – they're not just flying high based on anomalies, for example, like earlier on Aston Villa were, you know, in the top – two or three because of their huge win against Liverpool and the fact that they'd won four out of seven to six games. And By the way, if they win their game in hand, and they do have another match, they have a match at the Emirates of all places. Uh, I don't expect they're going to win that one, by the way. Um, but if you look at the stats behind the teams that are sitting right now in the top four, forget Liverpool, they're obviously a bit of a powerhouse. Look at Leicester City. We talked about the stats to back it up, right? We talk about Jamie Vardy currently third in goal scoring, tied with Mo Salah with seven goals on the season. Yeri Mina uh, in the top ten in passing and passing accuracy. Um, uh, you know there are other stats of other players that we can look at, but you know this team, particularly Jamie with Jamie Vardy in a rich run of form as he is and his leadership. Uh, plus, they have an excellent manager in Brendan Rodgers. That who was also, as we talked a little bit about yesterday, we were talking about the cycles of managers and the cycles of teams. I mean, Brendan Rodgers has now really settled into the situation there at, um, at Leicester City, has a system, the players believe him, he's proven it works. You know, I think if Jamie Vardy stays fit, Leicester City 
you know, are in a very good position to rake a serious challenge to stay in the top four. Tottenham Hotspur, I mean, what can you say about Tottenham? Look, this is a team with a legendary manager for all of his, uh, for all of his failings. He is s- still one of the most decorated managers on the planet that's still managing. Of course, we're talking about Jose Mourinho. Uh, but take a look at what they're getting Son Heung-min currently tied top scorer in the Premier League with Dominic Calvert-Lewin with eight goals. Harry Kane, six goals. And let's not forget Gareth Bale coming in, teaming him up with uh, his um, former teammate. There's a lot to like about Tottenham Hotspur right now. They have a good squad. They have a deep squad. By the way, Harry Kane currently top in the league in assists. So if you look currently at the top of the table, and, and we can go down to Everton again. You know, look at the Everton players. We talked about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Hamas Rodriguez, Everton, number four in assists. Michael Keane, t- uh, second only to uh, Pierre-Emile Hedgeberg with Spurs uh, for top passing. By the way, that's another Spurs uh, category right now. I mean, Everton are another team, and Yerry Mina, of course, having a terrific season. Everton are another team with an incredible manager, with a lot of really good players, who have the ability, and I suspect will be, challenging in the top four. We haven't even talked about Manchester City. We haven't even talked about Arsenal, who seem to be coming on strong, although, you know, you have to look at their losses to Leicester City, Man City, and Liverpool as... uh, as a portent for the future for this season for Arsenal, but do they have enough to finish in the top four? But we haven't talked about Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, not even in the top four. I like this Chelsea team, by the way. This is going to be, I said this yesterday, this is going to be a highly competitive Premier League season, although I do think Liverpool, particularly with the addition of Diogo Jota, are probably that much better than the rest of the pack. And I don't mean that much by leaps and bounds. I mean, Liverpool, I think, are probably a better team than any other right now in the Premier League. And I suspect, I suspect that we're going to see them repeat. I don't know. It's going to be tight. And again, you know, you look at that 7-2 drubbing by Aston Villa, and who the hell knows? (laughs) Premier League. It's crazy. By the way, in other news, uh, I don't know if you heard this, but Diego Maradona, who, in my opinion, again, we can have the argument, is it Messi, is it Ronaldo, is it Pele, is it Maradona? In my opinion, Diego Maradona is the greatest player ever to play the game. And and we can argue about this, we can fight about this. It's, it, it's a nice sports argument to have. Uh, I certainly have my position. But I'm sad to say Diego is hospitalized for depression at La Plata, where he's currently managing Gimnasia La Plata, by the way, if you didn't know that. Uh, he's 60 years old. I think his 60th birthday depressed him. Uh, probably a lack of drugs <laughs> with this little problem there, Diego. Uh, no, uh, look, we wish Diego Maradona the best and hope that he recovers. And, um, you know, all you got to do is look back at some of his incredible uh matches and performances uh, in the past, whether World Cups or for Napoli or or wherever you want to look. This man was 
uh, as I said before, I, I think the greatest ever to play the game. But he is currently hospitalized, and we wish him the best. <clears throat> it is, of course, a Champions League day today. The big news coming out of Ajax is that between 11 and 13 of their players have tested positive for COVID. It's really going to stress out the UEFA system. Maybe we can have a little chin wag about that when I get back. But in the meantime, I've got to do have to take a break. Want to remind everyone, go check out our presenting sponsor, betonline.ag, as well as our podcast at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Once again, I'm with you each and every week and evening and weeknight. That's right, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again at midnight on Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Be right back after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, and a big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world, listening courtesy of the American Forces Network. And by the way, when the show's over, you can find it, if you missed any part of it, at the at our podcast network, which is the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, you want to check that out. We are presented to you by betonline.ag. You know, I do like playing some music here on this show. Uh, that was The Stranglers, No More Heroes. And very, very sad, though, Dave Greenfield, the uh, keyboardist, that, that sort of really unique sound that The Stranglers had. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that. I did say that's who that was. Uh, I guess I'm getting old. Um, unfortunately, was a victim of COVID. Uh, look, this disease has taken so many of us, so many people uh, that, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, here in Las Vegas. I mean, you know, it, this really hasn't been talked about much, but Roy Horn, uh, you know, of, of um, Siegfried and Roy fame, uh, who was mauled by his tiger a number of years ago, but was uh, succumbed to COVID, uh, and a whole bunch of other people uh, that you may know or, or not know, 230,000 people, I believe, at this point here in the United States have died as a result of this terrible disease. Look, folks, do me a favor. Wear a mask. You don't need a government to tell you to wear a mask or your politician to tell you to wear a mask or even, you know, any one of these talking heads on the television. Just common sense should tell you, put on a bloody mask, all right? Take a little hand sanitizer with you. If you see a group of... Uh, like, Okay, where I'm here in Las Vegas, I was driving by... Um, this big lot by my house where every year they have a number of different carnivals come out there. Uh, you know, the carny shows up and they stick these rides up and the, uh, and the, and the popcorn booth and the, you know, all the stuff you usually get uh, at a carnival. And I was for sure this year that the uh, Halloween carnival would not happen, but there it was. Jam-packed. Looks li literally looked like 2,000 2, people out there. I couldn't believe it. First of all, I didn't even know that was legal here. I thought we had to limit gatherings to 250 people or something like that. But why would you go there? 
I mean, if you're if you're a smart person, you're going to wear a mask. You're going to hand sanitize. If you're like me, I mean, look, I'm 55. Uh, I'm I've got a pretty strong immune system. I I do go out. I go out to eat in restaurants because we can do that here. I go out shopping. I pretty much live my life as I normally would. But I take the normal precautions. I wear a mask. Use some hand sanitizer, and uh, you know, avoid places like the carnival. I just use just common sense. When a football team like Ajax and the money that they have can't avoid 11 to 13 of their players coming down with COVID, that should tell you everything you need to know. Because that's what happened. And look, uh, the Champions League is going to be an interesting study this year. Look, I believe the Premier League will plow on regardless. First of all, most of those squads are deep enough to handle you know, one or two or three uh, absences due to COVID. Second of all, I think they've got the bubble thing down pretty well. And I don't think economically the Premier League can afford another shutdown or to go on an extended break. So I don't think that's going to happen. The Champions League, though, because this is uh, an alternate tournament, I'm not sure that the Champions League wouldn't shut down if they had massive COVID outbreaks across its participants. But we'll have to see. Look, let's get back to Man United a minute because Roy Keane was incredibly critical of the team after their defeat by Arsenal over the weekend. A defeat that saw United uh, slip down to 15th in the table, uh, a defeat, another defeat at home at Old Trafford against an Arsenal team that I think, quite frankly, has the seeds of a successful season coming up. Uh, may, this season, maybe? Certainly, I think Arsenal are a team that you're going to need to look at going forward. There is a belief. There's leadership. There's belief in the manager. And I think there's a really good quality of player currently playing at Arsenal they clearly have room to improve I mean back-to-back defeats against Leicester City against Man City and of course they lost earlier this uh, earlier in September or late in September to Liverpool but you know those were the only three defeats they have had this season so you lose to City you lose to Leicester. So right now, Liverpool, number one, Leicester, number two. And then losing to City, well, you know, we can talk about City. They're right underneath Arsenal. Those are three defeats that one might expect from Arsenal. But they've got four wins. They haven't been scoring enough goals. And they have been conceding a few too many. Uh, but having said that, I think this team looks good. I think if you compare Arsenal that has belief, that has skill, that has a desire and can grind out a result, as we've seen this season, to Manchester United, who have probably not enough of any of the above. I think you can see a tale of two teams. Now, look, it's early in the season for sure, and I mentioned how United went on a 15-game unbeaten streak towards the latter part of last season to end up finishing in the top four and play Champions League football, and that is um, uh, great for United supporters. 
But, you know, when you've got situations like Roy Keane coming out and criticizing the heart and the soul and the desire and the talent level of the players on that team, you have a problem. United have conceded 13 goals on the season. By the way, Liverpool conceded 15, but they've scored 17. United have only scored nine goals. So the problem with the United is compounded. What's the solution? It's hard to know. Do you get rid of Solskjaer now in game six, game seven? Or do you have to make a managerial change in game 20 or 25? If you're going to make the change in game 20 or 25, you're going to admit that the season is a write-off. This is the same team that finished top four. I don't think you make the managerial change now. I don't know that Solskjaer is the problem. He certainly was outmanaged by Arteta over the weekend. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. And I'm wondering, I'm just wondering if the situation at United has more to do with a lack of communal belief and desire to play for United, as I think Roy Keane would suggest, than it does necessary skill on the pitch. I'm going to disagree with the people that say that. I don't think United have a good enough squad. Yeah, look, they've got some great players. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. But overall, top to bottom, you look, compare the United squad to the Liverpool squad, to Tottenham even, to Manchester City, to Chelsea, to Arsenal. Can you tell me that their squad is markedly better than any one of those? How about as good? I think that's a real stretch. So I think the problem isn't the manager, and I think the problem isn't necessarily the desire of professional athletes to win games. You know, I, I think that's a, a lot is said about that. And I think it, to, to some degree, that's fan and former player input rather than player input themselves. I mean, I think professional players play at the highest level because that's what they do. And if that's what they don't do, if, if they don't do that, they don't find themselves playing professional sports. Are they all mercenaries? Yeah, pretty much most of them are mercenaries. But that's not meaning to say mercenaries don't get the job done. Look, the problem is they just don't have enough talent, and that's going to tell you where the problem lies. The problem lies at the very top at Man United with the investment in the squad. And the more Man United struggle... The longer it goes on when you can't have fans in the stadium and that extra revenue. Remember, Man United you know, have always done so well with the capacity levels at Old Trafford. Up until, the, up until the advent of these sort of mega stadiums that are now being built, I mean, they have had a leg-up advantage over many, uh, much of the competition because they've been able to cram so many people into Old Trafford. But with no ticket sales going on, that's fallen by the wayside. So the Glazers are going to have to reach down and reach deep and find some money to prop up this team. Because if United don't make the Champions League at the end of this season, and there's a very good chance, looking at the performance of this team, that they won't, 
they're going to have some, this could just do nothing but seriously compound their financial problems. And then you're in a vicious death spiral. Folks, you're not going to see Man United win the Premier League for at least another 10 years. Teams that I tell you could win the Premier League, Liverpool, Tottenham, maybe Everton, certainly Chelsea, Man City, uh, Arsenal possibly. I think they all stand a greater chance of winning the Premier League and if there's anyone I missed there that you're a fan of, you'll excuse me, than Man United do. Because if I look at Man United right now as a team, I see a team that is not in the elite of English football right now. Do they have the ability to get back there? Yes. Are they a legendary team that's had more success in the Premier League era than any other team? Yes. But all you have to do is to look at Liverpool and the way they ruled Division One football and their downfall afterwards and the amount of time it took for them to come back and win the league to give you a taste of what it could be like at United unless the Glazers are willing to make a massive investment in this team. I think that's what you're going to find. Now, luckily here in the United States, the success and popularity of the Premier League uh, has gone, now been 20-plus years since it really started to get its, um, its exposure here. So many of those early fans that were sort of bandwagon fans of United uh, uh, have now been fans of the league long enough that they understand the cycles and the ups and downs of these teams. But if, you know, I think those late-come fans of Manchester City are finding out exactly when we talk about the cycles of football. And, uh, of course, we're going have to have another discussion about Pep Guardiola and ask the same question about Man City as we have about Manchester United. Although I will tell you, if you want to see some of the problems with Manchester City, just take a look at the injury table. All right, uh, just a few programming notes. Uh, Monday through Friday, I'm with you, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again at midnight. You are listening to World Soccer Radio, not only on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, and American Forces, but also you're listening to World Soccer Radio on Sports Overnight America. It's great. We air twice a day. doesn't get better than that if you're in my position. I'd love to hear from you, though. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, find me on Twitter, it's uh, Twitter is at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I would love to hear from you. If you uh, send me a good one, I'll read it out on the air. I'm going to take a break and be right back to wrap it up here on World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. Nick Eber with you. Um, that's going to about wrap up the show for today. It is so much fun always to do this show. I really love it. Of course, the sport I love. You know, what better job there is than talking about the sport you love? Uh, we'll be talking Champions League football starting tomorrow. And we'll be getting into some of the upcoming internationals as well. Although, again, I have to say, uh, with the World Cup being in Qatar with covid with you know all the problems that the leagues themselves have had get kicked off sometimes i wonder like why are we even bothering with international football at this point what is the benefit uh, and that in and of itself is a discussion plus we'll be taking a look at some of the big matches coming up in match week eight uh, everton man united at goodison is a huge match we have to talk about of course uh the 
marquee match will be on Sunday. It's uh, at the Etihad. It's uh, Man City, Liverpool. Don't forget also at the Emirates, it's Arsenal, Aston Villa, some other good matches. Uh, Tottenham will go to West Brom. Wolves, Leicester, that should be a great match. Chelsea, Sheffield United, Leeds. <laughs> what a surprise they are playing Crystal Palace. It's going to be some great matches this weekend. We're going to have an awful lot to talk about on the show. So I hope you will tune in uh, again. 6 p.m. Pacific, then again at midnight, where we'll air on Sports Overnight America. You can find us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, American Forces, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. And as I mentioned before, when the show is over, you can find it on the Believe Podcast Network. So that's what we're going to be up to uh, this week. We'll talk Champions League football. Uh, we're going to talk... Uh, some international football. Let's take a closer look at Pep Guardiola and the situation at Man City. I'll see if I can get uh, Kartik Krishnaya, a Man City expert, on the show. I know he's been very involved with the elections, but now that they're over, we can uh, talk some more football. All right, folks, until then, remember, check us out on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, and also uh, don't forget to find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You've been listening to World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.